Welcome to the Shoot This Now podcast. I'm Tim Malloy. I'm Matt Donnelly. And we're here with a very special guest. Would you like to introduce yourself, oh The Raps? Yeah, it's me, Trey Williams. I'm the new film reporter. I think this is my um, uh, sort of introduction and debut. Yes, This on feels the like the episode of, of Itchy and Scratchy, where Itchy and Scratchy got replaced with a cool new dog who has a skateboard. Oh, I don't, my God. I don't watch Itchy and Scratchy, but I was going to say it's almost like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air when they replaced Aunt Viv with the new, better Aunt Viv. Oh, yeah. my God. Someone just showed me Aunt Viv's dance scene again. You had n- oh, okay. <laughs> again. No, I'd, I'd seen it at first run, but so I had just, like, revisited it. And, by the way, it holds up. It's, it's and amazing. And good vibrations must have cost them money. That is some licensing kashish. You know maybe what I mean? Will had, maybe Will had an in. Yeah, maybe he did. Uh, Good vibrations. That is Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, isn't it? Mm-hmm. We used that as the intro music to our show in like the second episode <laughs> before we figured out audio. We didn't pay for it. Well, Will Smith <laughs> paid for it, I'll tell you that much. Ask Cap. Look it up. Tim, what is Shoot This Now? Um, we talk about stories that we think should be turned into movies or TV shows. Uh, Content. Trey was generous enough to actually listen to past episodes before coming on. Yes. So nice. Should we quiz it's him? A major sacrifice for anyone to make. Um, if you've done that, you can go on iTunes and rate us. Please don't judge us by the opening of this episode. It was atypical of the show, which is usually very tight. Um, but yeah, check it out. Give us five stars on iTunes if you like. Um, if you think Trey's a particularly good addition to the show, uh, if you think Matt or I should leave and hand yes. the show off, fine. We get it. We understand. Um, and the story this week that we think should be made into a Trey movie Movie, yes, absolutely. Movie, all right, um, is going to be described to us now. Yeah, uh, I guess that's my that's my uh, cue. Um, so this movie is based on this. Are we allowed to curse on this podcast? Of course you yeah. are. Okay, okay. Because I was going to say badass, and I didn't know if oh. that... Well, you never... You know that moment when you realize that someone's like a good person? <laughs> and you're like, oh, God, what's wrong no, with me? It's it's mainly that I know that I have a reputation to uphold, so I don't want you know to as a non cusser. Well, just you know, if this is a non cursing podcast, I don't want to be the person that came on the podcast and just you know completely soiled it. <laughs> don't worry, I am episode d- seventeen when someone said ass. I mean, I, I, <laughs> no, I am doing everything I can to we. I cratered this podcast in episode one. Fantastic. All Wonderful. right, so so the the reins are now off. Um, yes. Badass Robert Smalls, uh, a, well, the story kind of varies, a former slave uh, or current slave who commandeered a Confederate uh, war vessel of some sort. Incredible. And sailed him, the crew members, and their families to freedom through Confederate waters up north, to pass Fort Sumter, Amazing. which is where the Civil War started, so you know that's a you know Confederate base, um, to the north to freedom, um, which is a story. Show of hands, none of us had ever heard until you stumbled onto it. No, no, and the only reason I, st- I don't I was telling you earlier, Tim, I don't know how I stumbled on the story. I was just one of my late night Google. Uh, deep dives Wikipedia into slavery, <laughs> you yeah. know, as as I do. I'm African American, everyone, so I I can't sleep. Yeah. Warm milk or, or Wikipedia yeah. slavery? Is there, slavery, is slavery is always. The 
Is there something where you deliberately look for like the most awful thing you can before you fall asleep? Because I always look up serial killers. No, I would not be able to sleep. <laughs> I, you know what I do? I just Google Kanye West tweets. Oh, oh, well, too soon. This is and actually, by the way, Trey, Trey's had in his defense, and or or to 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 give you a timeline, Trey's had this idea for weeks. Yeah. And only today has it become shockingly relevant, <laughs> as Kanye has decided that slavery for 400 euros was a choice. Yes. Oh yeah. Not unlike being gay. Just kidding. I'm gay. I can say that. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Matt's gay. Trey is black. Black. So. Tim is the patriarchy, and that's our Hi, podcast. <laughs> and we are a barbershop. No, we all have four. Um, so there's an eerie timeliness to this, this podcast. Yeah, we're recording um, this on a day where Kanye West decided to tweet that slavery was a choice and then uh, followed up by Harriet Tubman quotes about, mm. you know, I could have freed more slaves if only they were not slaves. I don't have enough face to fit in my palm. Tom, yeah. for Tom that one. Geyer, our extremely, extremely fair managing editor, wrote to me and said, is it possible that he was saying to not understand slavery as a choice? Is it possible that he meant people deliberately don't inform themselves about history and that, that's the choice? That's seeing like, Kanye half full, like, that's not a, half empty. I don't know. I want to present that possibility. But you know what? The hero of today is not Kanye West. It's Robert Smalls. So yeah. do go on, Trey, and tell us who he was and what he did. Yes. So, and I'll point out that he did all of this at like the age of 22 or 23, <laughs> And I sit here now. Yeah, I sit here now at almost 27, and I'm like, "What have I? D well, I've done a lot. I now work for the rap, so that yeah. is that is a big <laughs> achievement um, on my part." Um, but yes, so that is sort of in a nutshell overall his the story that I would that we would want to tell on film. He did much more than that after the Civil War, in which he fought in one of when was one of the first uh, African-American, uh, African-Americans to command a U.S. naval ship. And this is one of the things that persuades Abraham Lincoln that African-Americans should be able to serve in the Navy. Right, yes. The Navy and, to some extent, I believe, also the Army. So, I mean, yeah. and this overall is like a, I mean, if anyone has seen the wonderful movie Glory, I you know, which is about the African-American uh, soldiers being able to fight for their country and for freedom, um, you know, this is one of the things that sort of led to, to, to that event and that movie happening. And it should be said, too, that Robert sat at the table with um, Frederick Douglass to convince the president. Oh, and my I God. I feel like that's a... That's a I think that history's retold that as a one-on-one -on -one conversation. By this, but he was there. Yeah, by this point, wow. Robert Smalls was, like, famous. You know, the, I was listening to a, a TED Talk, not, like, one of the good TED Talks, but, like, one of the, you know, sponsored. One of the off-brand. Like, like, like yeah, yeah, one of the off-brand. Brought to you by Bowl and Branch. By the way, Bowl and Branch, sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> TED Talk, sponsor us. Um, <laughs> Kanye West, sponsor us. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, but uh, where where were we? We got off on a TED Talk. Oh, yes. I listened to a TED Talk in which uh, they were talking about he would go, like, after he did this and his name was sort of known up and down the coast, that he would go places and there'd be, like, parades and, like, people would, like, yell his name and whatnot. Oh wow. um, so, yeah, he was virtually famous. And then he went on to, you know, even serve in the House of Representatives during Reconstruction. I think Incredible. five terms or something like that. Incredible. Yeah. 
I have the date here, actually. He served in the House from 1875 to 1887. So this is one of those movies where it's almost too much story for one movie, and you have to like figure out how are we going to tell this incredible life. Right, like, and I have a great way to tell this life. How do you do it? All right, so obviously you focus just on the commandeering the ship to freedom because that, I mean, how is that not a great story? Yeah. And I have the perfect way to tell this story. Um, so as a black man who has seen every slave movie almost that gets uh, notoriety. You gotta get to sleep somehow. Exactly, yeah. There's <laughs> too many restless nights. <laughs> Just use some ambient tread. Jeez. I, I, need, I need a new 12 years of slave to put me to sleep. <laughs> um, no, but I, I mean... Granted, um, Amistad is like one of my favorite movies, but I am mm. tired of slave movies being like the same sort of, you know, overly dramatic, you know, Oscar bait kind of. And by the way, I do agree with you. Sometimes, especially with Amistad, it gets so majestic that I'm like, this is a little too fun. This is a mm. little too lay misish. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they're all the same. It's like, I mean, it's like we have. It's not like we haven't gotten over slavery and still have to <laughs> depict it in the same really? sort of way. But, yeah. you know, it's every single movie has to be like this big, audacious, you know, um, sort of we're sorry or like, uh, you know, overly just overly dramatic, way outdone, uh, sad cry fest uh, about slavery. Yeah. Um, every movie has to have like a Viola Davis ugly cry right. kind of um, <laughs> vibe to it. Not that we don't love you, Viola. <laughs> you deserved more than supporting actors. Um, Sp- sponsor us on the podcast. <laughs> Brought to you by Viola Davis. So with that said, I would love to see this movie told as a stylized like heist film. Um Think wow. think like a, sort of a Django Unchained mixed with Italian Job or I Oceans. Think, honestly, you could walk in and sell that to anybody. Well, most just to Will Packer. Because <laughs> no, any white executive would be like, that sounds awesome. We're not making it. <laughs> who, is, who is Will Packer? For Will who? Packer is a prolific producer and I think director. Soon? Of Af- soon, uh, don't quote me on that, but I think so. Of African American, no, no, of all content, um, but he. Uh, but mainly, uh, yeah, Afri- mainly, yeah, African American entertainment. Wow. Um, and it's had a lot of success, lot, especially recently. Successful. He did um, Girls Trip, and, and he's a big model for. Oh, Girls Trip was huge. He's got Gabrielle Union's Breaking In, which is out on May 11. Nice Universal Pictures. Um, but that. he's also uh, what's even more impressive about him is, is that he's sort of a template for a successful movie producer. He and he's very generous with his time. He speaks at conferences. He's very involved in education. Like he's he's like he, you know. He's fantastic. Anyway, um, so Will, if you're listening to this, this movie <laughs> yes, will be written movie. in approximately right. six to seven months, and <laughs> we will be coming to you soon <laughs> with our with our hands stretched out. Um, I what I if I can, if I may, what I love so much about that take is that um, even in the face of like that ho- this horrible atrocity and blemish in human history, the, the idea that there is still a small victory and there can be joy, like we got the ship, and like yeah. that, like. The rotation, that, that even the smallest bit of progress is still worth celebrating because it's, you know, especially back then, it's a short life. 
It's a horrible life. Y- yeah. And I you mean, stole that boat. <laughs> yeah, hu- huge victory. And I, I mean, I just think it goes also some, like, it goes more to be like, uh, you know, the not all like black stories, you know, or stories of, you know, that have pain have to be told the same way. There's multiple ways to, you know, tell these stories. And just because it is like a, you know, fun story doesn't mean that doesn't have to be like hardships or whatnot, but we're not one dimensional, you know? Yeah. I mean, the two stories can serve each other. I mean, there's, parts of that movie that can be funny, yeah. crazily enough, because like in a heist movie, there's something that's about to go totally wrong, and then it goes totally right. There's the moment when they have to leave the waters that are barricaded by the North, and as I understand it, one of the reasons that the Confederates are giving, giving the, the enslaved men access to the boat is that they want to go home and sleep in their beds at night, and they're like, oh, you guys just stay here on the ship. Yeah, yeah, I was actually going to get to sort of the whole, like, rundown, because obviously the best part of any heist movie is them planning yeah. the heist or planning, like, whatever the... When they clear the table and roll out the parchment, and exactly. they're like, now, you two Seriously over here. The best. <laughs> yeah. Seriously the best. So in this story, yeah, like you said, I mean, what happens is the three or so white officers on the ship are basically like, we're going to go to shore, Um and there seemed to be, like, some uh, different tellings of this. Like, maybe they were going to a whorehouse. They were maybe going to they a whorehouse. They, I, for the movie, actually, they're going to a whorehouse. I think that Taylor Swift was playing. <laughs> they had to so go. they had Taylor Swift wow. tickets. That's just a white people joke. <laughs> oh, are you calling Taylor Swift? Uh, no, okay, never mind. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. damn right. <laughs> Back down, Malloy. Wow, I just okay, won sorry. that one with flying. Notice that I stayed quiet for that part. <laughs> Um, oh, with Kanye, I get it. Dude. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> I defended Taylor's honor. Let it be shown. Okay, Beauregard. That's, that's my uh, <laughs> that's my proper Southern gentleman. Oh no, okay, I'm nervous. And We're getting dangerously close yeah. to Foghorn Leghorn territory. I don't. Let's not do it. All no right, song of the South today. Yeah, let's get back to the whorehouse. Um, so yes, the the the. Um, White officers went to a whorehouse, leaving Robert and or Bobby Smalls. Well, let's go with Bobby Smalls for the Love movie. Um, leaving him and his, uh, f- you know, fellow heistmen to uh, just sort of watch over the ship. Um, they had apparently already like hid people, um, on <laughs> I love this. like in or near the ship, and then they went and like picked up their uh, families. Uh, Bobby Smalls put on the captain's like coat and hat, and awesome. he had the um, like the hand signals memorized to get through. Like, cause they're they're on their way north. There were like five different checkpoints that wow. they had to get through, and so he had you know he looked other than his skin. He looked like the captain in the coat. You know, it was dark, um, and he had the hand signals down. So genius. The, so the, the officers at the forts, you know, were just like, "Oh yeah, come on, go on by, go on by. You're you're free. You're free to go." It reminds me of the Catherine Zeta-Jones Sean Connery movie where they have to study the choreography to get around the lasers. Entrapment. Oh, you know what I mean, yes, entrapment. <laughs> totally. So cool. And actually, by the way. One of the Oceans movies totally rips that off where Vincent Cassell has to do a whole hip-hop or like um, EDM dance okay. oh to God. get around sweeping lasers. So I see it being like a cousin to that. I yes. love that. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, and so that's, you know, one thing. And I think uh, like they had a uh, – someone had like brought a white sheet 
on board also to replace the Confederate flag with a white surrender flag once they got up north. Otherwise, they're sailing into northern territory with a Confederate flag. So smart. Awesome. Yeah. And, I mean, you can, like, add in a little bit uh, more here and there, like, make a, you know, dramatic turn at one of the forts that maybe they got caught or there was a hand signal that had changed or something. Uh, I mean, look, what's the Ben Affleck movie where they escaped from Iran? Argo. Argo. If Argo can make up a whole sequence where, like, they invent things that never happened in the last ten minutes of that movie – you can go nuts on this, like absolutely. Yeah. Like the yeah. hand signals change, the guy recognizes him, whatever. Somebody has to get punched at some point. Like even if it was peaceful in real life. So someone getting punched. So <laughs> this is this is something that I thought was actually really funny in planning this uh, whole escape and uh, capture and whatnot. Um, Robert Smalls told all the slaves about, the, like, all the people who, all the black people who helped man the boat, except for one that he did not trust. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, you all <laughs> there, you clearly, you have, like, your, uh, your there's your tension. Yeah. Wait, I just the, pictured the whole boat being, like, this guy's, like, what's going on? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. No. I'm really paying attention to direction. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, we have to finish this Taylor Swift album. No. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. This is oh, I also love what his wife says. Oh yeah, you found this. This is incredible. I think it's a Smithsonian art article that mentions it, where he goes to his wife and explains this plan because like to escape by himself is obviously incredibly hard. Right. To escape with himself and his wife is incredibly hard. She also has, I say she has, he has with her. They have together like like a four year old and a one year old. Right. Which is impossible, like to escape with a four year old and a one year old. Your entire family. And he tells her this plan, and she says, where you die, I die. Like, that's That's, that's insane. I can see that just already in the, uh, in the trailer. <laughs> that's so good. I, I also, I mean, like I said, there's lots of different sort of variations on this story, but I read it that at some point they had planned to, like, blow, like, blow up the ship or, like, catch it on, like, burn it if they got caught. Wow. Um, so that might also be like a that could have been like a reference to you know to that saying that you know if we get caught or we'll go down or and that's another that's another classic heist movie moment where Clooney is like and if anything goes wrong bust your side night cap and kill yourself <laughs> 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 which is awesome I love that in this context yeah uh, this is so awesome I I would want to include this it's a little late in like the overall story but it's your a movie tray yeah after the war he went back to south carolina where he was a slave and bought his his masses house oh my god because <laughs> this man is like i'm in love yeah, i know he, it's incredible it's it's amazing it's amazing so do you do you want to fall even more in love are we do i go to yes are we gonna like tear this is down there now? more or, well i was gonna uh go run through a list of potential uh, cast, yeah. Uh, all right. So, first up, ju- well, actually, director, yeah. F. Gary Gary or uh, Antoine Fuqua. Uh, oh my God. Okay. Wait, who? I like I like Gray more. You like, I feel like he's done bigger, faster action movies. Yeah, I mean, but he's very verite, and this has to be fun. Italian Job was fun. Be. Yeah, it's true. Oh my God. Yeah. You both awesome. Yeah. Maybe. Both. Yeah. I th- 
I mean, obviously, it's written by Trey Williams. <laughs> and then, okay, so F. Gary Gary is congratulations you've been (laughs) you've been brought on board to direct um so good all right so joke casting only because this guy is in like every like important historical figure black movie chadwick boseman yeah he's he's already played you know uh uh Mar- that Marshall was this past year. Oh my God, and he did play Marshall. Forty-two. Uh, gosh, Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson. He was. Yeah, he was he James has a Brown. Bad case of the biopics. Yeah, he was James Brown. He played King T'Challa. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All yeah. the historical. Yeah, the T'Challa. Like the T'Challas were so furious. The Wakandan royal line is so upset about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> we probably couldn't get him now, though. He's, no. He's, he's, no. Okay, so that's your joke that, that's casting. That's a joke, yes. Okay, so no, not, si- not, si- not serious about so that. your actual casting is better than Chadwick Boseman. Oh, yeah. Okay. You ready, f- you ready for right. this? I'm so ready. Shameik Moore. Okay. Adorable. Especially since this guy is... Put, sh- I just looked this up before the podcast, and I didn't know he was this young. Shameik Moore's 22. He's very young. So when this is ready to be made, he'll be 25. Yeah, so he's around the right age. He'll, yeah. he'll look... The part. And how old is Smalls again? He was 23. 23. Okay, I thought he was 25. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, by the way, you should, I, I don't know if you know this, Shameik Moore is in the Into the Spider-Verse. And he's great in it. Yeah, he's fantastic. He a, the he's, footage they showed at CinemaCon is incredible. It's so relatable. Oh, my God. And his dad is Mahershala Ali, and his dad is a cop who loves him, and it's so cute. Oh, wow. <gasps> Quick tangent. Wow. Did, they show, did, they also, did they show you the, like, him going through puberty? On, it was that part of the. I, they showed there's a really cute moment where he gets dropped. Miles gets dropped off at high school, and the and dad says, "Tell me you love me," and he closes, the, slams the cop door, and runs up the steps. And the dad gets on the <laughs> megaphone. And he's like, "Son, tell me you love me. <laughs> Say, Daddy, I love you." And like they have this whole thing, and it's so cute. Wow. Yeah. Dog's really good. Yeah. Anyway. So sh- so Moore's great Moore. casting. Yeah. So he he's the lead. If we couldn't get him, it'd be Elijah Kelly. Uh, hairspray, nice. um, Aldis Hodge, Friday Night Lights. Wow. Yeah, that's go, that's, that's, what, that's what I'm going for. All possible leads. All possible leads. This but is great. Sh- but Shamik Moore is top of the list because I figure if you're gonna come in, you know, you got to have some. And he's not outrageously expensive. I see this all coming together beautifully. No. Wow. No. Wow. He's not outrageously expensive unless you're Netflix. Until I guess. that, yeah. Until that. <laughs> until <laughs> Spider Verse opens, then so get him now. Um, right. Th- this is perfect. Okay. So, Shamik Moore, he's, he's in. Uh, wife, Hannah Jones. First wife, actually. Oh. is Well, Hannah Jones is the wife's name. I don't, yeah, that's just her name. Different times. 22 is perfectly mar- logical to have two wives. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> she, was old, she was a little bit older than he was. So, I'm going... Does anyone watch Grey's Anatomy? No. Mm, no. Weird. Jerrica Hinton. Okay. Uh, she's in Grey's Anatomy, or she was in Grey's Anatomy. I don't think she's in it anymore. Um, but I think she would be perfect. She's like 30-something. Um, so she would fit perfectly. I had some other people, but they're a little too old for Shameik Moore. It, that comes up a lot with us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're gonna, hard. Um, who, this like is how who? stupid I am. When you said Hannah Jones, her name was? I pictured Hannah John Kamen, who's the only actress ever to be in two different Black Mirrors. Oh, really? Um, what, yeah, she's what, awesome. What? And she's also the ghost in Ant-Man and the Wasp. She's did you really just good. Google that? She's, she, wait, what two Black Mirrors is Hannah she Hannah John Kamen. She's in 
Uh, is it 5,000 credits? Ten, what's it what's what's called? 10,000 credits, maybe. Oh, she's the chick? Oh. She's like a singer in that one. Don't and then they her. show her later. What? She bugged me in that really? episode. Really? Yes. Oh, well. She like, I like, because, wait, wasn't her co-star? Anyway, that's who I thought you meant. I see that Hannah John Cameron is 28 years old. But uh, I'm not pitching her. I just thought when you mentioned the name, that's who I thought of. Gotcha. For Hannah Jones, but that's not even her name. And now I just gave a free ad to Hannah John Cameron, who I'm sure will Brought be to you absolutely awesome. Anna. As the ghost in Ant-Man versus the Wasp. Sorry. No, no worries. Um, were you going to look? No, no. Look up? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because you said that you guys have not watched. I have not Gra- watched. I'm the only person on this yeah, podcast still, <laughs> still <laughs> addicted <laughs> to. Standing Grey's Anatomy. Oh, what is gosh, her name? Oh, my gosh, I love it. Jerrica. Jerrica. Hinton. She's Sounds. Now let's insert these Cracker Jack sound effects of a keyboard, Tim. This is how people know that the podcast is real. Oh, beautiful. Born 1991. All right, cool. Mm. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Um, She's got a really good, like, arched eyebrow. Yeah, yeah. Incredulous. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like every screenwriter does a lot of, like, she arches her eyebrow. Like, there's probably, like, five arched eyebrows in the first draft, and you have to go through and take out, like, three of them. But you're always picturing, like... Who's an actor or actress who has a very good arched eyebrow? And the executive's like, can we make it a furrowed brow? Because <laughs> this is a lot of eyebrow raising. <laughs> Have you seen the Onion story where it's like first-time novelist characters do a lot of arched eyebrow, like half smiles? <laughs> to be honest, I'm not even sure what an arched eyebrow is. Is it like the rock oh, you just thing? Did it. You're doing it. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's okay. like the one raised eyebrow. Gotcha. It's shorthand for I've I'm been skeptical. down this road before. <laughs> <laughs> it's writerly shorthand for I don't know about this. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> well, we're going to need a lot of that on the boat, you know, as they're, <laughs> <laughs> as, they're, as they're trying to sail to freedom. Can I also be liberal arts college for a second? I love the idea of... Because I'm just picturing, like, commandeering the boat is also reclaiming a horribly traumatic space. And, like, um, oh, below wow. deck, above deck. And mm-hmm. so, like, counterbalancing that sort of PTSD with, like, a, a, a high seas adventure where it's a power reversal, I think, is, like, it's almost, is, is it healing in a way? I, I think so. I mean, yeah. we talked about Amistad mm-hmm. at the beginning mm-hmm. of the podcast. Which and is dense and depressing and Oscar bait. Yeah. yeah, but at the beginning of that movie, they have a really big scene where they, you know, overtake the top deck of the ship. Oh, and wow. Yeah, and it, it was very much and like they that. they tell Tom Hanks, I'm the captain now, and <laughs> you're like, yes, queen. No, they, they, tell, they tell Steven Spielberg <laughs> that they're the captain now. Have you guys listened to the new This American Life? Which is like the greatest This American Life in a long time. I have not listened to This American Life since leaving New York. I thought it was a New York thing. I like it is. You go for a while where you're like, all right, I get what you're doing here. I'm not that interested. Like, you're okay. It's good. It's quality. It's fine. This one is incredible. You know the like urban myth of like they played Schindler's List in Oakland in like 1994. Has everybody heard this? No. No. Okay. In 1994, there was this thing. I'm from California, and this was, like, definitely a thing when I was in college. This was so you took Zambicente. There were a lot of, like, weird controversies that weren't really controversies in California in the mid-'90s. And one of them was Ebonics, because Oakland Public Schools were going to teach Ebonics. That was a controversy. Every, well, I know okay. what Ebonics is. Okay. This was, like, a huge deal, and it was like, no, like, that's – they're not doing what you're saying they're doing. Yeah. Like, they're just, like, teaching English like the a same hoax, way right? every yeah. – It was just, like, a – angry liberal. Sounds like white people getting it was, upset. It was white people <laughs> getting upset, yes. And this was another of those stories where we they can't took understand a bunch what those of white like, people are saying. <laughs> <laughs> they took a bunch of like junior high kids to see Schindler's List, which is a three hour movie 
and said, you'll get to go ice skating afterwards. So all the kids at this Oakland School. Because I know school, after Schindler's List. Yeah, it was a mismatched, bad plan, badly planned field trip. So these kids go and they like are yelling at the screen at parts of it where it's appropriate to say like that's messed up. They're yeah. like that's messed up because they're watching Schindler's List and like a lot of the like sort of pro clutching white people there. Actually, I shouldn't like characterize them because I'm sure everybody in the story thinks they're right. Right. So they're like these kids are being so disrespectful. They're like making fun of Schindler's List. So long story short, this blows up to a, into a huge like debacle where the school is getting protested, oh where the kids are getting accused of being racist. Where was this? This was in Oakland. Um, and then there's this backlash where the kids are accused of being anti-Semitic, and the kids are like, I've never even met a Jewish person. Like, how could I be anti-Semitic? So exactly. it's, just, it's just this ridiculous... And by the way, the worst white people are the East Bay white people. Give me a fucking break. <laughs> you, you heard patchouli. it here first, folks. Yeah, seriously. Walnut Creek, Stepford Robots. Oof. Give me a break. These are like all my college friends. Wow. Sorry about it. <laughs> wow. Oh, boy. Actually, Walnut Creek is cute, but only for a day. Um, I've never been. I've never been. But You have because you've been to the Grove. It's the Grove. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So Steven, Steven Spielberg ends up going to the school. And there's, like, this huge media, like, fusillade of people who are there covering it. And Pete Wilson, the governor, is there. Um, just crazy media event, signs of protest on both sides. It's this giant thing. But the really great part of the story, and I'm ruining the This American Life, so feel free to, you know, flip forward 15 or 15 <laughs> seconds. Or you could, you could listen to Shoot This Now where we'll recreate This American <laughs> Life. Steven Spielberg goes back to the school without any kind of cameras or anything. And one of the kids says, well, you're making a movie about the Holocaust. Why don't you make a movie about slavery, the Black Holocaust? Yeah. And he goes, "Burn." He goes, "You know what? That's a good idea." Oh my god! And that's and that's one of the reasons he made it. Holy shit! That's oh incredible. Yeah. That's fantastic. That's yeah, he got that idea from an Oakland Public oh, School team. That's amazing. That. I, wow. I mean, yeah. Thank you, kids, because yeah. that yeah. movie is literally one of the reasons that I love movies. Oh so, god. that's fantastic. That's incredible. Wow. Wow. You know, Steven Spielberg seems like a really nice guy. However, <laughs> <laughs> thank God Trace said it first because I am ready to talk about this. Ready player one. No, I am uh, ready to talk about this. No, 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 no. This isn't. This he isn't actually about. Yeah. This isn't actually about Steven Spielberg. But I am one of the people who would hush people in the theater. Like even oh. if it, even if they were like, you know, my own people, you know, yelling at necessary parts. Um, I'm not You're gonna shush. There's yeah. okay. Maybe there's not mo- shush. There's movies where I want people to yell at the screen, and movies where I don't want people to yell at the screen. Mm-hmm. I went to Avengers in Boston, surrounded oh. by Boston teenagers, and I was like, "Yell at the screen all you want. It's yeah. gonna be yeah. hilarious." And then I went to The Rider, which is this quiet, independent movie set on an Indian reservation with like long, still silences. It's a beautiful movie. It's full of like 65 year olds in the theater, and they're all like. Oh, they're not talking now. It's our turn to talk. <laughs> what kind of horse do you think that is? And it's just like, no, that's Arthur, this is not a talk movie. Arthur, before they start talking again, I want raisinets. Yeah. That's me doing a couple in your screening. That's exactly I, did, I did see Black Panther in Harlem, and that was there was lots of uh, yelling at the screen, and that was fine. Yeah. Was it the Magic Johnson Theater on 125th? It was not. Okay. My little brother used to live around the corner from that theater. That oh, really? Like the best theater. Yeah. I've actually never been. That is the best theater to see like <laughs> something like that <laughs> to see a talk to the talk to the screen right. movie. That's like that's where I saw Forty Two and it was awesome. Yeah, that sounds. I don't like to talk out loud, but I like to talk to and react to my seat partner. Yeah, and like my ex, I, one of the reasons we're not together, he would literally like 
he, he's like someone who's being brainwashed is like laser focused at the screen. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Yeah, like, yeah. And, and, and it's so annoying by it. And I'm like, you're joyless. And hmm. now he's alone, so it's all better. It depends um, on the movie. <laughs> it depends on the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Like this movie that we're talking about, yeah. I hope people would be having enough fun to be like, "Oh shit!" Or yeah, like, yeah, yeah. "Oh <laughs> damn, yeah. get him, Bobby!" You know, yeah. like that, <laughs> that kind of thing. We, you want we, a captain now? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, well, um, what um, else? I have a Easter yeah. egg request too. Okay. Can the dumb white soldiers be all the Chris's? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be incredible? Hemsworth, Pine. If, if Hemsworth, Pine, Evans, and Pratt. Pratt. And they're like, we're doing penance. Yes. Or they're like, do we have general population? But no, why are they British? I just made them British. That doesn't make any sense. No, that's they're the southern. complete opposite. Yeah, <laughs> no, but they, I would just love it if it was just the four of them. And then we'd have another Chris reunion in a proper subtext where they're all just dummies. Um, I feel like you're going to go pitch this movie and then that's going to be like one of the things like, here's the thing, here's the thing. I represent all four Chris's. <laughs> um, Do you think they're all rep by the same <laughs> And can you make them more sympathetic? What if we made them all the Baldwins? <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Well, I love like, no, I only love one Baldwin. Um, right, you're right, yes. Yeah. In, in, in the pitch, like someone would be like, the... The Chris's need a moment to like redeem themselves <laughs> in this movie. Like, listen, oh my God, it's like we one of the one of the biggest stories, traffic-wise and 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 emotional attachment-wise, I've ever written here, was two years ago at a screenwriters Oscar nominees panel called the uh, hosted by the WGA, where all the uh, that year's original screenplay nominees talked about their scripts, and and the moderator asked them each, um, "What's the most insane studio note you've ever gotten?" And they all shared the craziest things these executives came back with. And we wrote a post, and it's, I think it still clicks today. It's two yeah. years old. Um, but, like, for instance, like Damien Chazelle said at the end of Whiplash, which cro- closes with a massive drum solo, which is great. One of the executives crossed out the three pages and wrote, We get it. He's good at drumming. <laughs> <laughs> so, and so, and Barry Jenkins. I think had the best one of the night, and he said, well, when, and it, you know, you feel bad because A24 released the movie, and it's this beautiful, whatever. And it's like, well, what was your note from A24? The one that came back said, where are all the white people? Oh, my and, God. And, yeah, and then the screenwriter, I forget his name, of Arrival, they're in, they're in La La La. comes in with the most amazing f- like one-two punch line, and he's like, oh, no, they're in the audience watching it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and crying. Um, but yeah, so it's like you know the Chris's have to have redeem themselves, or they're like all the all the white guards have to be played by YouTubers. Yeah, because <laughs> that I mean that's the I mean we talked earlier also about like the problem with all these other like uh, slavery movies, and that's like the thing it it always like uh, hinges on the like white uh, you know master or some like yeah. like Brad Pitt in Twelve Years a Slave, yeah. you know like the good white person in the movie. Right. Yeah, and uh, I'm trying to think of like. It's the same thing with Army in, in A Birth of a Nation. He's like the very tolerant, like, he's like the one looking at Nate Parker, like, please don't speak out. Please don't, please don't get mouthy, because I'll have to discipline you in front of, like. The thing about, we talked about Glory at the top of it, and, like, yeah. Glory's, like, one of the first, like, good movies I saw in a theater, like, because I was, like, 14, and it's, like, you get to go and choose the movie that you're going to see, and, like, I went you to. You chose my Glory? Dad, <laughs> Well, like, I like history. At 14? I like history, and, like, it just seemed good. And I, I don't know. I don't know why, but it just, 
It also has like an amazing score. Like there's a lot of really good stuff about it. Mad props to Tim Malloy. Well, yeah. I, don't, I mean, it just like seemed like a good thing to see. And looking at it now, I'm like, well, wait, is it weird that it's Matthew Broderick and Carrie Carrie Elba's like kind of like are the really heroic images of that movie? And then you've got, I think Morgan Freeman is nominated for supporting the Oscar, and Denzel obviously wins for supporting Oscar. I do believe so. Supporting actor Oscar. But it's like, is that one of the, I don't know, because I haven't seen it in a long time, but is that one of the like black experience through white eyes movies? I kind of lost where you were going, only because once you said Carrie Elway's, I thought the movie would have been much funnier and shorter if the black people in the movie were just like, we want our freedom. And he said, as you wish. <laughs> He's It's a webisode. underrated. <laughs> He's very that's, a really good fans, that's a really good question, though. I, I don't. Think. I, like, I honestly it, don't know. Well, because aren't like, they all black experience through white eyes movies? That's the problem. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, exactly. I don't. If I see it again, will I watch it and go like, "Oh, this is a troubling movie"? Like, well, also, you just and that's me, why I haven't seen it again. You just made me think of too, how how much during that. I'm obsessed with actress roundtables. Whoever does them, even our competitors, I love to watch them because I I, I love to. It's like that's like my Nat Geo because mm-hmm. I love how they interact, <laughs> like the people interact and and see the questions they ask each other. And Lupita always got the same question, which is like, and even from Oprah was like, you know, when you stood on the ground, did you feel the ancestors? And it's like, well, how do you avoid that? Because look at the character. And uh, I don't believe she was based on a real woman, Patsy, in the movie. So I think it's Lupita's like, you know, she's doing a, a, a combination of many historical figures. And then Sarah Paulson got such more probing questions like, well, how did you build this monster? And like huh. Sarah was given all this space to talk about like, I, and, and she answered honestly, and I think it was true that like she, you, she had to play the character as it was. You can't play it as someone who believes that they're monstrous. She's right. played it. She's threatened. Her her marriage is being threatened right. by by Lupita Nyong'o, who's gorgeous. Just I, I think now, like there was so much more empathy for Sarah having to play an evil white woman, and then it's like, so mm-hmm. were you sad to play a slave, Lupita? Thanks so much. Enjoy your Oscar. Which is so, why, yeah. which, <laughs> which is like why you know this movie, like why you would want to go with like, or I would want to go with like a style, like a different kind a different genre because yeah. yeah. like you're saying yeah. it's still it's always the same thing yeah. like they expect yeah. like oh Lupita you were probably really really sad exactly. and it and was this big daunting thing and, and you want to avoid it because she's yeah. lovely and you want her to you know be a, a light and you want to like I, I I can understand but it's like you're not really getting to the point of why she probably did the movie <laughs> right it's it's always yeah. the same it's yeah. cookie yeah. cutter yeah yeah and it's one of those things where it's like the Holocaust, where like you should tell this story as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Like people should think about this and remember this as much as possible, and not forget that this happened and that it still reverberates. But at the same time, some of these movies can feel like homework yeah. because you're like, Ugh. no, I know, I know this happened. It's awful. Like if I agree that all of this happened, that it was terrible, and I'm 100% on board, can I please not go watch like the whipping movie? Totally. And not to br- bring up, to, like, to compete with otherness, because uh, not to be a white feminist, but, like, it's the same thing with AIDS movies. They're yeah. always fucking wrenching. They're always terrible. That's why BPM was such a, a, I think, a breakthrough this year, because it's, like, full of rage, which you don't see a lot of, especially when yeah. it's gay men. It's only sadness and loneliness. Mm-hmm. It's full of, like, dancing and drugs and sex, which yeah. is what the culture was. Like, it looked like... Even though they were die, they everyone was dropping dead. They might have been doing some living that was worthwhile in the meantime, and it's like you never ever see it. But you're right; you really can't say it enough because people still get the disease. I it's like, outrageous. I, yeah. I, I like this movie a lot because it's a Trojan horse. It's like, hey, want to see a thrilling adventure story? Like, want to see something that'll make you laugh and make you cry and it'll be fun? 
oh, by the way, we're also going to carry in this message that you probably don't want to think about. Right. Like, person of all ages, L backgrounds, whoever you are. <laughs> like, you know, white guy who would not ordinarily go see this movie but would go see Ocean's Eleven, mm -hmm. like, is now like, they only said it was like Ocean's Eleven. I'll check it out. And it's like, I'd never really thought about that yeah. before. Absolutely. Yeah, you don't have to hide the slavery in this movie. Just tell it differently. Mm -hmm. Like, like, um, so like in all the Oceans movies when they're like picking out the, you know, the crew or the yeah. team. So Bobby Smalls was well liked by the people who owned the, um, uh, the ship that he commandeered and they trusted him. So it'd be interesting to see like him get to pick the other like black oh, awesome. um, people who like are working on the ship with him, and that's like a you know him sort of picking the crew that yeah. he's like he's putting this in place like you know in advance. <laughs> this is so good. <laughs> so like through that you like you see you know the slavery and how these people were treated and whatnot, and also get the fun <laughs> the fun mon a fun slavery montage of them <laughs> picking the ocean's crew. This is uh, this, this is like Kevin weapons and explosives. <laughs> <laughs> Julie uh, disguises. Like. But it, it's impossible. This is a fun movie. Like this would actually be a fun movie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it would be. And I can I can see a lot of like yeah. I, I will look at something like Django. Even though it's revisionist history, um, people like any attention given that in a different lens that might be like even like with the visionary like Quentin Tarantino like even seeing that through his prism it's like oh you, you know get to absorb a painful story but still like an incredible filmmaker that's gonna have a great soundtrack and gonna have campy one-liners and like that still is representation I yeah. think. Yeah and I mean he didn't shy away from you know showing a lot of uh, you know the horrors and whatnot of the American South at that time or slavery. Like it was still, yeah. I mean, the whole uh, like Mandingo fightings in the, like that's very real. Um, yet the movie was a revelation and hilarious and had a point where Jonah Hill is a Klansman with the, when they couldn't find the right, <laughs> the right eye holes in their sheets. Like it's, it's great. They showed us a couple minutes of Black Klansman in CinemaCon, which is Spike Lee's new film, which is gonna mm -hmm. open Cannes. Yeah. Um, and I was like almost relieved, not relieved, but I was, uh, you wonder what Spike Lee's gonna do. By the way, that movie's about um, the first African-American police detective in uh, Colorado Springs, Whoa. who wound up going undercover and infiltrating the KKK as right. high as David Duke, who's being played by Topher fucking Grace. Wait a which minute. Which is such an interesting So this lecture. is a comedy. It's a comedy. And the movie is about how dumb the white men are in the KKK. Like I thought it was gonna be like some kind of like revenge, um, you know, Carlito's way kind of thing, mm. but really it's about this very level-headed, lovely uh, young African-American man who gets a big job with a bunch of white people and his first day he picks up the phone and calls David Duke and puts on his white voice, Allah, sorry to bother you, and starts what? talking about how much he hates black people. True story, by the way. So wait, how does he like? How does he pass with the Klan? Are they, is it because they're wearing he robes? He puts on robes. <laughs> and they never, the Klansmen don't and, know and who's Adam on the And Adam Driver, who plays his partner, helps him. So I think that they oh, awesome. have a coordinated system. But I, I thought th I didn't know what the movie was going to be. And the movie's just about how dumb these like mullet wearing, Topher Grace looking motherfucker. <laughs> like, wow. Sorry everyone for the <laughs> MF bomb. Wow. Um, but yeah, so it's it's it, it's a it's kind of like a fun retelling that right. still, like you said, it's a Trojan horse. It still gives you the history, but it's really great entertainment. And it and it sort of recontextualizes what the hero being the hero means. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, this is always the hardest thing for us. What do we call this movie? Mm. 
So <laughs> I had some ideas. Big I'm not small. So. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Biggie Smalls, oh God. Um, I had some ideas, not to say that any of them are great. Um, this is a, there are no bad ideas here, Trey, I'll shoot this now. Um, we did a thing about the Tylenol murders a couple weeks ago and the title was something like, what did we call it? What did I want to call it? Oh it no, I wanted to call it Painkiller. Your title but was put a, But good. put a slash like face off, oh, Pain <laughs> Killer. I wanted to call it, because it ended up recalling all the Tylenol that was poisoned, I wanted to call it Total Recall. <laughs> So the bar is low. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, that bar, <laughs> that's pretty high. That's yeah. really clever. Oh Not that it's great, oh but I mean, I only had things like the USS Smalls. That's, okay. not, that's kind of intriguing. Like that. yeah. Or yeah. or like small sales. Wait, all these, by the way, could easily be animated kids' movies. The USS Smalls starring Zendaya and Zac Efron. <laughs> wow. Um, there's no room for Zac Efron in this movie. No, there's not. <laughs> unless, unless, unless he's replacing one of the Chris's. Um, I mean, I think Robert Smalls is as impressive as just the name. Small but that sales. could also sound like a movie about like a mobster. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, a, like a, an Italian guy that goes undercover, like Robert Smalls. Or, or um, you just call it like, you just say Bobby, and then you trick also all the white people into coming to see it who think it might be about, <laughs> about Bobby Kennedy. Yes, because as, as Vanity Fair newsstand sales prove, anything with Kennedys, white people are there, including yes. this guy. <laughs> Except Chop Quiddick. Yeah, oh no, I haven't seen it yet, but I will. Kate Mara's in that. She's great. Yeah, She's Kate great in everything. Uh, another one was... So small sales was before I realized that the ship was actually not a sail <laughs> a sailboat. It was a steamboat. So then I had Southern Steam... Oh, which yeah. that one actually is like it's vague enough, yeah. you know, but also has kind of a ooh southern steam. That sounds yeah. interesting. That yeah. sounds important. Yeah. Did do you guys have any? I. Um, what's the name? Stalling. What's the Histalt name of it, it when the North has like the the barricade, the sea barricade? What's that L- called? When you when you have like a sea um, um, wall, it's a it's like it's not like blockade. Yeah, that's the word that was going to come to my head, blockade. I'm a, I'm a sucker for, like, one-word titles, so I'd go with, okay. like, blockade. Blockade. My title isn't very good, okay? I don't have a good title. Or or you could just call it, like, a, like Smalls 10 or something like that. <laughs> just, just, like, completely rip off Oceans. Oh! <laughs> just call it Smalls dude, 10. Oh, dude, that's good! That's really good. Like Smalls Eleven. <laughs> Smalls yeah. Eleven. Oh, oh my god! Totally. Oh my god! And they won't dare challenge it. Um, I'm seeing. Okay, so I'm just I'm cheating and looking at this Washington Post article about him. Uh, Beaufort factors into this someplace, and I love titles that are just like the name of a place where it's like Parisian Temp Beaufort. Beaufort, South Carolina. <laughs> Beaufort's like a lovely little haven or something. Um, also, what about seas? Okay. Sees the ship. I'm just thinking of power words. Maybe oh, seas. Yeah, seas. Like with the like starring Shamik Moore. Yeah. Not um, not seas like oh like S-E-A. seas. Like I had a seizure. Like seize the day. Right. Yeah. Um. Mm. Seas. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's not good. <laughs> I've done better. Or, overseas. Yeah. Overseas. S e i z e. Another another one that had come to mind, and I like titles like this. Mm-hmm. The man in the captain's hat. Oh, I love that. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's evocative. Yeah, right? Yeah. I think that one's good. 
Yeah. And then you get to juxtapose it with a picture of him and like his crew behind him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The 3D poster could be the hand signals. Like oh, a, that's like interesting. In, um, oh my like god. In a league they of their own, like in a league of their own. I love that. <laughs> oh wow. And they could just spell out freedom. Exactly. Oh marketing this for you, Hollywood. <laughs> Do you hear this? We've never done the marketing and part then, like, before. Like, but I, I like Steam a lot too. Northern Steam. Uh, Northern Steam is good Northern too. Steam's not bad. That's the very A twenty four title. Yeah. Um, it's the. It's not going to be a problem. Yeah. Like. Small Steam. I still think small. it's Vicky Smalls, but. <laughs> okay. Um, we got anything else? No, I think or we you have. Could, to, you we can have just do like Steam mm-hmm. colon the man in the captain's hat. Yes. <laughs> or just Smalls. Smalls. Five huge billboards everywhere. Um, <laughs> yeah, do I think we have everything. We have director, star. So we have some white Chris's that do not get redemption. No. <laughs> uh, they are not the savior. <laughs> they do not get Tell to save Chris's. the day here. How did you feel playing these monsters? Obviously, Brad Pitt will produce it through his plan right. B films. Yeah. Dee Gardner. That's <laughs> how the world works. But see, the, my, my problem with that is then he might want, like, a role in He'll which he, he, like, helps, like... Yeah. Like he's like uh you know he's a, a plucky kid. Mm-hmm. Well, I was gonna say like he's a captain that like sees what's going on, but it's just like, go ahead, you guys. He gives them the pass. He gives them the hand <laughs> to go back. Oh my God. Right. This reminds me so much of that Angelina Jolie directed this wrote and directed this movie in the land of blood and honey hmm. about some conflicted war torn country, and and she's like, oh, Brad was my. Still a photographer on the shoot. I'm like, no, Brad was paid to be there with your children. <laughs> um, and then she's like, she's like, hey, hey, peanuts, look out, he's got a cameo in the film. That's my Angelina Jolie voice. It's really um, good. And she does say peanuts. Uh, and then like, I'm everyone's like looking for the Brad Pitt Easter egg. And then like one battle scene in the middle of it, Brad Pitt just walks on, gets shot. And, like, there's no like, oh, I wonder if under that Bedouin it's him. Like, no, it's just Brad Pitt <laughs> gets shot and dies, and then we move back to the film. As so if no, people weren't going to realize exa- that it's like, Brad But I'm like, you didn't even try to make that. Like, some mud on the face? Like, maybe something. It's just like, hey, who goes, who? Uh, that's, I don't do as good at Brad Pitt as Terrence. It was really solid. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I guess he technically could be just like someone at one of the forts. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Or he could be one of the guys that has to receive the hand signal. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. That's all you get, Brad Pitt. And no redemption either. No redemption. Good.